Welcome to Just Thinking with hosts Dara Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you week-to-week cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is Just Thinking. Let's think. We're back. It's another edition of the Just Thinking broadcast. I am Virgil Walker. And this is exactly where my brother Daryl would normally chime in and say that he is Daryl Harrison. Uh, and uh, we, w- we would be welcoming you to the Just Thinking broadcast. Unfortunately, today, my brother Daryl is out. He's uh, kind of in some traveling arrangements coming from the, from the West Coast back to I don't know if I don't know if Atlanta's the East Coast, but he's making his way back home. And uh, uh, in, in light of that, he had asked me to kind of take take it solo uh, and, uh, and and unpack some things with you. And so I'm excited to do that tonight. Uh, of course, I definitely miss uh, being on here with Brother Darrell. We um, we kind of we're kind of uh, uh, Batman and Robin. I, I, I'll, I'll let you figure out who's Batman and who's Robin. I'm sure he's going to say he's Batman. I'm sure of it. You know, and, and hey, listen, I will play my role in whatever way, shape, or form it is given to me. But with that said, my thought would be uh, to, to get on tonight to share uh, what it is. Uh, we kind of uh, talked about kind of teeing up and really talked about maybe too strong a word. He actually kind of um, clued me in. He was, he was on social media. He kind of clued me into an article uh, about Kermit Gosnell and uh, and said, hey, this might be a topic for for you during our time away. And I thought, "Okay, no problem. That's that's in my wheelhouse. There's some both uh, personal things I could share uh, about the issue of abortion and the way of abortion ministry, as well as discuss Kermit Gosnell in light of the fact that this movie has come out. Uh, But but also I want to push things through a, a biblical worldview lens. I really want us to look at this uh, not only from what the media is not doing, uh, but from what it says about the human condition. Uh, and as we like to do on the Just Thinking broadcast, look at things, uh, cultural, political, social issues through the lens of a biblical worldview. And so we're going to talk about that uh, tonight. And so with that, uh, I definitely had a chance to, uh, on Saturday, to watch some good football. I saw my OU Sooners did their thing against Texas Christian University. But also in in light of the fact that I knew my brother would not be on, I went on ahead and watched some uh, some Georgia Georgia Tech uh, uh, Yellow Jackets uh, play Duke. And uh, I, maybe maybe it was just the curse of me watching, uh, but they didn't they didn't seem to fare too well. So I'm not going to talk about that other than let my brother know I did. Y'all let him know on Twitter that I did my job in that, you know, in, in light of the fact that he wasn't going to be around uh, and, and, and our normal banter back and forth. that I did give him a shout out uh, for his his Georgia Tech uh, yellow jackets and so you know he, he he does me wrong with the you know moments of silence for me and all the things like that and so I I, I want y'all to make sure y'all let him know I at least looked out for him uh, with regard to his uh, his his favorite college football team uh, with that said I, I I'm excited about uh, getting a chance to discuss this topic with you tonight but I have to be honest in saying that my preparation uh, for doing this particular episode was just really disheartening uh it was unbelievable uh the just the tragedy of of kermit gosnell what all he had done the complete depravity that you see expressed uh in 
this particular story. And so if, it, it wouldn't even require you. I was going to say, if you, you know, if you had your head in the sand, you wouldn't know. But the truth is, this particular story has been such a media blackout that many may not even know who he is. Right. Many may have no idea what he's done. Uh, so as I went through and, and began to look uh, and, and, and unpack his story, I thought I'd start from the very beginning. He is, uh, um, uh, is, is a former uh, abortionist, <clears throat> a, a physician uh, who was convicted of murdering three infants who were born alive. Uh, and um, and he, he aborted them. And, and the manner in which the abortion took place uh, was that he would he used scissors to snip the spinal cords of these born alive children. And so uh, there were more than just three, um, but all they had uh, in the way of evidence to convict was, uh, you know, were the three. Uh, infants and uh, but there was there was testimony from the 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 folks who worked in the facilities you can't even say nurses because many of them were not certified uh, to perform much of the work uh, that they were tasked to, uh, to do uh, but guys now operated the women's medical society clinic in uh, Philadelphia Pennsylvania um, he indeed was a a prescriber of all kinds of um, you know oxycontin uh, and just all kinds of pain medications and the like. In fact, that that his increase in pain medication um, prescriptions uh, were the trigger uh, that opened the door for him to. Um, to begin to begin investigating him. In fact, it says conspiracy to distribute controlled substances, distribution and aiding and abetting the distribution of oxycodone and maintaining a practice for illegal distribution of controlled substances. There were 12 counts total that initiated uh, the investigation that that ended up going into his clinic. And what what FBI agents and investigators found when they walked into the clinic uh, can only be described as an absolute house of horrors, absolute house of horrors. So my, my goal is is not to sicken you, uh, is not to gross you out. Uh, in fact, I I, I really weighed. Daryl is really good about ha- us having at least a conversation. Uh, if the content of what we share should be something that you may want to hold off on uh, on your 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 young person, um, you know, a, a child in your care, uh, hearing at first, and and I, I would probably warn you uh, of that at this point, but also at the same time. I'll tell you, my goal in this is not to not to gross you out or sicken you by any means. Uh, my goal is to just share the facts uh, of what's going on in this case and in this situation. Uh, I, my goal will not be to, to describe in any gory detail uh, some of the particulars of this case, uh, because I really want to take things to a, a different place as we continue in our in our conversation uh, with this. But uh, in 2011, Gosnell and various co-defendants employees were charged with eight counts of murder, uh, 24 felony accounts of performing illegal abortions uh, beyond the state of Pennsylvania's 24 week time limit, 227 misdemeanor counts of violating the 24 hour informed consent laws. And then there was the, the, the lady who had died. Her name is, uh, and, and forgive me if I mis- mispronounce this, Carnamaya uh, uh, Moniger, uh, who died following an abortion procedure. 
she was uh, she had seven uh, and said there were seven I'm sorry there were also seven newborns uh, that were said to have been killed um, having their spinal cord severed with scissors after being born alive and there's a there's a born alive law uh, in the state that once the child is born alive they they eventually at that point uh, have personhood uh, so in those instances uh, he, he was charged with with murder so um Pretty, pretty gory, pretty gruesome. The the place and space that investigators walked into cannot be described as 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 nothing but something that comes out of a house of horror. Uh, blood stained uh, stairwells, blood soaked hallways, uh, instrumentation that was um, you know not sterile and in horrifying condition. Um, but at, at the same time, this this kind of thing does not at all surprise me. Um, because even here in Omaha, uh, Nebraska, uh, where I live, um, there's an abortion clinic in in Bellevue. And uh, as you drive up to this place, it used to be a uh, a uh, what do you call it? A place where where, where cars, you know, you take your car to get fixed, um, you know, garage uh, uh, and you know, place where you where your car goes in to get fixed. They've taken that building and added to it um, and 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 tried to kind of polish it up, shine it up a little bit uh, as people walk in. This is a place that as you walk up to, if I could post the picture uh, for you to see of this of this quote unquote abortion clinic, um, it, it's it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting and that anyone would would drop off their animal uh, at this place, much less a human being uh, is is actually is actually jaw dropping. It, it really, really is. And so uh, it, it doesn't surprise me with with the depravity of of the of what happens inside of an abortion clinic that um, that that depravity would just continue and grow to excess. Uh, to the degree where where we see things like we see uh, with with Kermit Gosnell and and the like, and so it's with that that, that I want to talk about that issue because now, in addition to uh, the absolute media blackout of the story, uh, I think the biggest thing that the that that as the movie is being picked up, and 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 people are beginning to kind of get an opportunity uh, to see. Uh, and hear and understand a little bit more about what took place based upon the mo- based upon the movie that's recently dropped. Um, th- th- what they're finding, and I think what the movie has shown, is the um, the absence of media coverage, right? The absence of media coverage for something like this, which that that shouldn't surprise us either. It really shouldn't. Um, the movie that just came out, Gosnell. Uh, the trial of America's biggest serial killer. The Daily Wire has a article out uh, from Daily Wire that uh, that says this exclusive: Gosnell being dropped from movie theaters despite solid performance. And so here's what the the writer. Uh, this is a byline by Paul Boyce, B O I S. Uh, he says this: Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer, surpassed box office expectations upon its release last week by entering into the top ten grossing films with revenue of of one million two hundred and thirty five thousand dollars on just six hundred and sixty eight screens. This, is, despite the solid performance of an independent film of this sort, nearly two hundred theaters have inexplicably dropped. The film, 
including those in major cities where it's perform where it was performing the strongest. Coming into its second week, Gosnell has dropped from 668 theaters to 480 theaters, a full 188 theater drop, 15 of which were top performing multiplexes. Right. According to John Sullivan, the film's uh, marketing director, who also serves as a producer, the drop cannot be written off as mere coincidence or, quote, business as usual, end quote. And he says this, quote, I can tell you from my experience in 15 years of releasing movies independently, we're in uncharted territories, Sullivan told uh, t- told uh, Daily Wire, uh, end quote. Or, and, and let me finish the quote, rather. It It is an impact. It. it it is an impacted fall, no doubt about it. But the fact that we've been dropped from theaters where the movie is number six or number nine, uh, number nine movie is just something you don't see. It's hard not to believe that this isn't about the content of the movie, he added. While some of the smaller theaters may have dropped Gosnell to make way for Halloween this weekend, a major release projected to be at number one. Uh, the same could not be said for multiplex housings of 20 or more theaters where the film performed in the top 10. So what you have here is this is the Gosnell movie, independent movie uh, performing in the top 10 uh, of, of their sales, top nine, top eight, top five of their sales. And they're still making a decision to drop the movie. Uh, there's, you know, and, and, and the reasons that they cite uh, are, are really inexplicable. Um, the folks who, who market these kinds of movies are saying, I've never seen anything like this, never seen anything like this. And, and so, again, what you have in, in this instance is is, you know, media. Uh, again, kind of playing playing biased uh, there and, and shutting down um, access to a, a movie like this. They, they, they did it. Me, the media blackout of covering this event was was such that um, no one, you know, really would hear about it. They definitely didn't didn't get the media coverage that you would you would think. In fact, there was an article that I read about this where. Um, uh Gosh, what's that guy's the guy's name um, who did uh, who did the nine eleven? Um, uh, he did Fahrenheit Fahrenheit nine eleven uh, movie. Um, Mike, oh gosh, I'm blanking on I'm blanking on the name. Anyway, he did, he did the movie called called Fahrenheit nine eleven, and he did he's done a done a new movie. Um, that is uh, that's out now. Uh, that's called Fahrenheit. Uh, Michael Moore is the, is the name I'm thinking of. Michael Moore is the name I'm thinking of. He did a new movie called Fahrenheit 11.9. Uh, and in the Fahrenheit 11.9 movie, again, an independent movie uh, that is not doing very well, right? Um, Michael Moore kind of covers uh, the impact of, of Trump uh, and the election uh, that took place. Um, and, and, you know, covers it from his perspective. Now, this movie is getting rave reviews um, and, and is and is being touted as, as a must see. Right. Um, it, it hadn't even cracked into the top 10. Uh, but again, as you can kind of see the, the the hypocrisy from from those who have a secular worldview, a worldview that does not promote life, a, a worldview, you know what I'm saying? All of all of this, uh, the, the folks who are who are on who kind of left leaning in their politic 
uh, and are in in places and spaces where um, you know where they have impact uh, in 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 media and the like. They're advocating uh, this you know this particular movie. Whereas the movie about Gosnell and the horrors behind what he did uh, are, are for the most part being covered up. And again, we, we absolutely know that, uh, experience that, understand that, and, uh, and, and kind of deal with that. As I thought about this particular issue, I thought, you know, um, I reflected on it in a couple of ways. I think the first way that I reflected upon this particular issue is, A, everything I just covered, right? The horror of what, of what Kermit Gosnell did. Uh, the impact by which he did it and the and the blatant lack of remorse that he had as he did what he did. Right. As as those who would come up and testify, as, as you begin to read the testimony of those who worked for and with him, the callousness uh, and, and almost the absolute joy that he expressed as he did some of the most horrific and gruesome kinds of things. Uh, to babies is just unimaginable that's the first thing that hit me I think the second thing that that hits me is I think about the fact that um, that kind of thing continues to go on every single day and and in fact I you know here uh, where I live in Omaha uh, there's a clinic in Bellevue uh, where this this kind of thing is happening all the time and and I've I've, I've stood in front of this abortion clinic for for many years um, continue to do so when time uh, allows. I try to get there as often. I haven't been there in, in some time. I, I have to be honest about that. But but I think about it often, uh, and I know the people who are there often. Uh, and, and, again, I try to kind of schedule a, uh, at least a monthly visit, uh, and, and that's at this point the best I can do. I used to go almost every single Saturday, um, and, and God bless the folks who are there uh, every time the, the, the doors are open. Uh, the work that they do in those spaces and places is just incredible. Um, it, it is it is draining. It is grueling. I, I have never there's never been a time when I got up on a on an early Saturday morning and either packed up my kids or my wife, um, you know, and, and went down there where I didn't have a sickening feeling uh, in the very pit of my stomach. The closer and closer I got uh, to the abortion clinic. Um just the nature of what you know is happening there, uh, just the nature of the of the depravity that's taking place. Um, it, it's it's pretty gruesome. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. But at the same time, uh, that that dark space, that dark place where we, as the children of light, are are called to be light, right? Light in a dark place. Are called to, to to shed light, to be salt, right, and and to take the gospel uh, and to put it into conflict in that space, in that place with the culture, right? To to expose what's happening in the way of murder, and, and there's no two ways around it. What happens to a child uh, in the womb when a mother chooses to terminate the baby is murder, point blank, period. Um, in addition to that, recognizing uh, the need also to bring the gospel into conflict uh, in that space, to be light in that dark space and to let them know that it is only through Christ that that true eternal life, that true forgiveness can actually take place. 
Um, one, we're trying to keep those women from going in and making a decision that will have have eternal implications. Um, this is this is far from a this is far from a political issue. And, and I know it's real easy to get caught up into the politics of the issue. Uh, but this is this is a theological issue. Right. This is a theological matter. And, and we as believers uh, need to treat it as such. Uh, we need to look at it as a as a theological issue. I want to cover some of that groundwork today. Um, in addition to the things that, that I thought about with regard to that is I, I thought about not only God's nail, what he's done, not about here, what happens uh, here in this space and place. Um, but but what what must we as human beings be thinking as we as we perform these kinds of acts, as we perform these kinds of actions? I think it's very easy uh, for for the vast majority of us to look at Gosnell um, and, and, and kind of go, man, that guy is, is, is a mess. He's a wreck. He's, he's this, he's that, he's a monster. Uh, and, and, and I, 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 man, I don't disagree. You know, I really don't. Um, the, the, uh, the guy that's here in Omaha, uh, Leroy Carhart, um, he is the, he is a late term abortionist physician. He's one of a handful of late term ab- abortionists. Um, and, and he's, you know, he's either about to turn or is 70, I think he's 76 years old, um, here in, in, in our area. He's one of a handful of late term abortions left. He not only traveled here in Omaha to do his, his, his murderous, uh, trade, but he would also travel to, to Germantown. Um, and, and in Germantown, Maryland, uh, he he ran a clinic and 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 again if I could pull up the rap sheet on all of the different um, charges that were filed nine one one calls that were made um, just the just the just the damage that have, that has been done to numerous women um, it's it's unbelievable and and that anyone any woman would put herself in a position to be cared for by this man is 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 really rather rather concerning rather scary but as as we talk about this as we as we mention these people here's here's one of the things we've got to know uh and and have to understand in fact i'm turning in uh, in my bible and of course i, I tonight is a is a uh, uh is, is is a free zone right in, in other words i i get to read from my elect standard version un, un, unimpeded unabated uh, and the like <laughs> but as we turn there, I want to turn to Romans chapter one uh, and, and begin reading uh, in verse 18 as Paul writing the letter uh, to, to the church at Rome, to, to the believers in, in, in Rome, uh, wants them to understand um, justification. The justification that they'll experience in Christ is by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, Right. Experienced by by faith alone, by through through grace alone, in faith in grace alone, rather, through faith alone, in Christ alone, and this is not of works of their own. This is not because of their own goodness, their own doing, what they did that was right. It's all about the goodness of God. But before he gets to the place where he's explaining uh, salvation by grace through faith, he first has to unpack our human depravity, our human depravity, and he begins by by uh, Romans chapter one, verse 18, by saying this, he says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven 
against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. And, and as, as I read this, I think about the, the truth that has to be suppressed for someone to involve themselves in the kind of heinous sin that, uh, that, that, that a gosnell engages in. Right. But, but far be it from us before we point the finger at gosnell to understand that apart from God's grace, we too are a part of the same level of depravity. We are, we too are capable of the same level of, of depravity before we begin to think that, 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 that I would never do that. One of the things I loved, I, I spent some time with a dear brother, uh, Tony Miano, and uh, Tony, Tony, one, he's a dear brother whom I love, who, who does abortion clinic ministry, sidewalk ministry. Um, he's a big part of the reason uh, why I got involved years ago when I first kind of started. I saw him doing some things in that space and place uh, and on Facebook and YouTube. And then and that was the catalyst for God to stir my heart to to go out and, and, and be about taking the gospel into uh, the public square. And with that said, I, I, I loved it. I got a chance to spend some time with them. And, and one of the things that he was sharing um, with uh, someone who was at, at an abortion clinic um, is he talked about the doctor on the inside who, who had, was, was definitely murdering children, was murdering children. And as he talked with the young lady who was standing outside, he explained to her that while she was not engaged in the same murderous act that, that the person on the inside was that she too, as someone who was standing there, thinking that she was doing good, she had she had so suppressed the truth of God in unrighteousness that she was standing there thinking that she was doing a good deed, but that her heart was indeed murderous. And then he would he he would have conversations with with others who 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 I, I remember at one point <laughs> while we were out there, uh, man, that was I I just became angry at what was happening and I remembered him stopping and praying from my heart and I recognized even then that that, that 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 the word of God elevates right the word of God amplifies the law right that says that if you have hatred in your heart from for your brother you 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 are indeed a murderer at heart and and, and before getting to that place where I allowed I allowed that evil to to, to, to creep in, right, to creep in my heart and to wish something, something more harmful. I, th- I, think there's, I think there's everything right about having a righteous indignation about what's taking place. But, but, and, and the Bible definitely commands us to be angry but sin not. I think we've got to guard that, right? We've got to examine our heart to ensure that we're not crossing that line into a space and place that is sinful. And so he, he rightly stopped and, and prayed for me and prayed for my heart. Um, and, and prayed for me to see the individuals that I was engaging in that space uh, with the same lens, with the same eyes uh, that that Christ would indeed have as he would look at me. Right. Apart from apart from my repentance, apart from my placing my faith in Christ, uh, that 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 I would see that, man, were it not for God's grace, I'm the one walking in the abortion clinic. Right. I'm the one dropping a girl off to be to, to have an abortion apart from the grace of God I'm the one who, who, who who's alongside the physician thinking that I'm doing something right or moral based upon some secular standard right so before I before I see these folks as people who are horrible monsters 
that that I see myself apart from grace being a similar horrible monster and and as a result my need to preach the gospel <laughs> my absolute need to share the truth of the gospel in those instances it says for what can be in verse 19 for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes namely his eternal power his divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made so that they are without excuse verse 21 says for although they knew God they did not honor him or give thanks to him but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were dark and claiming to be wise they became fools and exchanging the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, verse 24, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to dishonoring their of their bodies amongst themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Well, well, again, as 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 we read that, we begin to see a progression to our depravity, right? It, it begins with suppression, suppressing the truth of God in unrighteousness. Uh, it, it leads from there to to completely ignoring that which is so evident to us all. We ignore the the very the very beauty and grandeur of God, be, and, and that is it's made plain to us. We're without excuse. And then we claim to be wise when in reality we're fools. Letting go of the of the natural order, letting go of of that which which is which is right and true and holy and good, and exchanging that for a lie in order to worship creation, ultimately in order to worship ourselves, rather than the Creator who is forever blessed. That's a problem, and that's the that's the origination of the problem that we're continually be, continuing to be exposed to, whether it's Gosnell, who's further along in that, in that depravity, whether it's uh, the, 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 the media who has a, has a, a secular socialist agenda, all right, who, who has no desire to acknowledge God and as a result has the desire to ignore the, the image bearers of God, and 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 fill their lives and and themselves and their thoughts with that which is best for me, right? I think that that the murder of a child is best for me, and and they give all kinds of excuses uh, for that. You know, well, I, I, it would be better to have an abortion. You know, that this is one of the things they say: better be having an abortion than the child to be born into a family that that uh, that can't afford it, as if that's a justification uh, for the taking of a human life as if any as if anything is a justification for the taking of a human life and so what what we see in in this is uh our you know the, the reality of what God has said what has God said about 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 humanity turn turn in your bibles if you will to to Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27 and and we will see very clearly uh, what God has said uh, about man. Verse 26 says this of Genesis uh, 21, again, reading from the elect standard version, says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, 
of the heavens and over the livestock and over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image and the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them in these two verses. What we have is the uniqueness of humanity, right? the uniqueness of the human condition and uh, and and our position in the created order, our position in the created order. So in the created order, what do you have? You have God creating man, right? And giving him dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the heavens, over the livestock, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So it, it was it was odd, right, in, in Genesis 3 when what we see is the abs- absolute reverse of that order, right? We see the serpent uh, telling the woman that she can become like God uh, by, by, by indulging in the fruit. And, and we have the, the woman then telling, the, then giving to the man the fruit for him to eat while both of them ignore God. While the created order is, is God, man, with, with woman, right? And, and we can talk about the complementarian role of woman created equal in the image of God. So, so there's equality of image, of, of value. There's equality of, of value and worth and dignity of the woman. But there's also uh, there's also complementary roles that each of them play and the complementarian role that was to that was given to Adam was that he was to inform the wife of what God had said. He was to instruct his wife with what the with what what God's word had said. Ephesians five tells us that we as men have the responsibility of washing our wives in the water of the word. Right. And and, and and providing instruction while he was there, he was he was passive. And so so the created order is turned upon its head. And as a result, what happens? We see the fall in Genesis chapter three. Well, what we see is man's fallen condition today with issues like Gosnell, the, 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 the total ignoring of God, the separation of God. And, and, and what's interesting, though, is that, that these men claim to be wise, claim to know God. But the reality is that our foolish hearts, apart from God, foolish hearts are are, are darkened, uh, not knowing good from evil, right from wrong. Right. He, he, he I believe his conscience was so seared at this point uh, that, that it yeah, I, don't, I, I hate to say beyond repair. Um, but but man, he, he's definitely, definitely out there. And, and I, I want to talk about at the end of, of our time together, kind of what. Uh, how, how we should how we should respond to this. I, I want to make the point that be, because of two things, one, because we recognize, according to Romans 1, 18 and following, that mankind, apart from God, suppresses the truth of God and unrighteousness, ignores God. In other words, we love our sin and we hate God because of that. The natural desire, the natural bent is for us to suppress truth. So we shouldn't be surprised when we witness the, the, the media who is in a fast and at, at a fast and furious pace trying to ignore God, trying to suppress any any acknowledgement of God. We shouldn't be surprised in those instances when we see that happening. That should be common knowledge to us. Yeah, I mean, we expect that. Right. Uh, we, we should we should absolutely absolutely expect that. In fact, I, I want to turn over to John chapter 15 because my mind is just kind of kind of racing there. I want to share a couple things uh, from that uh, section of scripture uh, with you as, as Jesus 
coming into uh, the the end of his time with his disciples, has them sitting there, and 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 he's, he tells them that he is the true vine, and his father's the vine dresser, and every branch that doesn't bear fruit he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, that it may have more fruit. As he's continuing to to walk them through what they need to know prior to his departure, prior to the Passion Week, right? He says this in, in John 15, verse 18. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. And if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Verse 20. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all of these things they will do on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. And I think we as believers have got to be constantly reminded of the fact that the, the world doesn't know God, doesn't have relationship with God. Those in the secular culture, those who who have the, the cornerstone market on on, on, on media and and, and and on Hollywood don't know God and don't have the, a desire to know God and, and demonstrate it often. Right. Not to say that we don't have believers who are in those spaces and places, but as a whole, the media is not trying to promote a biblical worldview. Right. The media is not trying to promote um, uh, godly ways of doing things. And as a result, what we see is is a suppression of the truth of God and unrighteousness. What we see is a world that hates the things of God. And, and one of the things of God is that which is created in his image and likeness. So rather than submitting to God's order with regard to, to not not murdering. Right. What they do is they're saying, wait a minute, God's not God, we're God. And as a result, we're going to determine that which is important, that which, uh, which, which holds life and that which doesn't. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says this, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And again, this is this is God speaking of Jeremiah's call and he's identifying the fact that he is the one that forms us in the womb, right? Psalm uh, Psalm chapter 139 verse 13 through 16 says this, "For you formed my inner parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works my soul knows it very well my frame was not hidden from you when i was being made in secret and so we we look at this and and know that that the, that biblical language speaks to life in the womb right uh it speaks to life that takes place in the in the womb of of the woman so what what do we have we have an understanding that humanity, that, the, that, that, that human beings are unique, have distinct value, dignity, and worth as created in the image and likeness of God. Two, we also have the understanding that, that this image bearing takes place with an understanding from biblical language while the child is still in the womb. That, that, that location is not a, a distinction of personhood. 
though our laws may indicate that that's the truth, we, we know that, that unfortunately some laws, especially the law that allows abortion, uh, some laws can be immoral. We have the tendency to believe that simply because the law is on the books that that, 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 that states that, that, that the law is moral when the reality is far from. Because we know that the laws allowed allowed slavery. Simply because that was allowed does not does not indicate that the law uh, in place was was moral. And so we, we've got to We've got to know that, understand that and uh, and be able to articulate that um, in, in, in places and spaces where, where it matters most. Right. So, so so with that, when I look at these issues, I look at the Gosnell um, story, I look at what he did. I understand it biblically. The Bible explains what took place, why it took place, how it took place, the, the, the level of human depravity that, that is required there for, for him to, to do what he did is absolutely clear. What do we also have? We also have the, the understanding that, uh, that, that the media would suppress a story like this. Why? It doesn't support their, their narrative, their, their narrative of, of a desire for women to be autonomous, right? Women to, women to have a, a, autonomy. They, they say it in this way, you know, my, my body, right? I can do with my body what, what, what I desire to do, right? My body, my right, my right. And what they mean by that is, is my right to murder, my right to murder a child, though they won't say it that way. And so, so what, what, what else, what else do we have here? We have an understanding that, that the human condition it does not, does not, it doesn't stop at the Gosnells of the world, right? That the human condition apart from Christ includes me, includes me even to the point where if I have hatred in my heart for, for my brother, the, the Bible says that, I, that I'm a murder at heart. So what does that mean we need? All of us, all of us, as we've said so many times on this broadcast, all of us are in need of the gospel. All of us are in need of the gospel. All of us are in need of the gospel. Why? Because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. If we can identify the problem with Gosnell, the problem with all of us is the issue of sin, then we definitely know what the cure is for sin. The cure for sin is a savior, right? The cure for sin is the fact that the A, we recognize our sinful condition before a sovereign God, before a holy God, and that we make things right with God through repentance and placing our faith in Jesus Christ. I, I told you I would share with you a few things from kind of some of my experiences uh, at, at the abortion clinic, at the abortion, some call it abortion mill. It's difficult to, to attach the word clinic to some place that's doing such damage to, to, to humanity. But I've been going to the abortion clinics, uh, man, off and on for probably six years. Um, and in that time, you know, there have been a, a number of folks that I've seen leave there, walk away from there, um, choose life. Uh, but I've seen many more walk inside, many more walk inside. And so it's in light of what I shared with you that I have to think about those individuals, I have to think about them from a standpoint of, man, that is me. That person walking in is me. That person, that, that guy walking his girlfriend in, that's me apart from Christ. You know, now, I, I guess it easy, it's easy for us to say, I, I'd never do that. I would never do that. Man, I, I, I try never to say what I would never do, you know. 
and 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 I know that biblically speaking that man I'm I'm definitely capable of all kinds of horror, right? All kinds of of horrible things, horrible acts. And whenever we whenever we think of ourselves as as you know, I, I wouldn't do that. I'm not do that. I, you know, I'm I'm not that bad. I'm 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 definitely not as bad as this person. Not as bad as that person. What 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 are we doing? We're examining ourselves against the backdrop of a standard that is connected to other human beings, right? Hey, I'm I'm not as bad as the person next to me. I'm not as bad as the person down the hall around the corner. I'm definitely not as bad as the person walking into an abortion clinic. Well, when we examine ourselves against the backdrop of the perfection of God himself, all of us fall short of that. And as a result, we should humble ourselves and recognize that it that, that the grace that we've experienced in God is not of our own doing. It is definitely a work of God, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, right? It, it is the gift of God that none of us can boast. None of us can say, you know what, I, I, I was a little bit better than so-and-so because I didn't, I didn't choose to do that. It is with that kind of a heart that I believe that if, if you're going to involve yourself in abortion clinic ministry, it's with that kind of a heart that you show up at that kind of a place. It is with a heart of, of, of absolute compassion and care, but also one of being able to deliver truth, one of being able to confront the lies of the devil with the light of God's truth, right? Being able to share that truth from a position of of heartfelt compassion. Now, I've been there at times when I'm pleading almost to the point of tears uh, for a young lady to turn from that place. And I, I was sharing with my wife um, the other day how difficult it is for me <clears throat> at times to to, to think about um, women. It used to be, it definitely used to be difficult for me to think about women as 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 having such depravity, right? Um, and, and again, this is where, where, where you could you could throw the, the red flag of gender bias out on me. I, I didn't have a sister, right? I had a mom who I held in, in, in high regard and high esteem. And so I always thought it was easy for me, this, this, this mantra that's out, you know, believe women, where, where truth is based upon the basis of gender, would, would have been easy for me to embrace but I understand what the scripture says about truth. Truth is not based upon gender. Truth is based upon whether or not it correlates to reality based upon the mind of God, right? Let me say that again. Truth is not based upon one's gender. Truth is based upon whether or not it correlates to reality according to the mind of God. And how are we going to find out the mind of God? We're going to find out the mind of God by examining the scriptures, we're going to examine the truth of Scripture. Absolutely, God writes his law upon our heart, but we're going to be able to validate that truth by examining the pages of Scripture and knowing what thus saith the Lord has to say about the issue. Well, it, it was it was easy for me to think, man, there's no way that, that a woman, if if you could, you know, a woman's heart you naturally think is, is soft, is pliable, is, is, is moldable, is... You know, you just share truth from a position of compassion. They'll get it and they'll turn. And it, it is it is at the abortion clinic that I was confronted with the raw reality of truth, which is these women who show up at these places are far from victims. 
in in most cases, I, the vast majority of these cases, these women not only know what they're doing, not only know what they're about to do, they celebrate what they're about to do. I, it's been rare that I, that I've, I've I've engaged a woman at an abortion clinic where she wasn't clear about what she was doing, or you know, I, there's been a rare instance where I, I saw one guy. In the six years that I've been there, I saw one guy, kind of a boyfriend, uh, get out uh, of a truck that he was driving. I remember this like it was yesterday. He got out of his truck, old pickup, old beat up pickup truck. The girl was on the other side. You could tell there was some there was some physical abuse that was taking place because she was just cowering in the corner of this uh, of this truck. And he had stopped his truck, got out of the got out of the car. Um, open the open the the other side of the truck mainly because she didn't open the door she wasn't trying to get out you know he tells her to you know come out you know kind of shouts at her and we're calling out to her she gets out of the car and uh, out of the truck and as soon as she gets out of the truck and kind of comes around the back and makes the turn for the door he kind of puts it in drive and 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 kind of heads out uh, all, almost kind of running us over as we're as we get as we're trying to get out of the way as as we're calling out to her, kind of telling her, "Hey, won't you come talk to us? You know, we're here for you. We we've got a place for you to stay. We've got food for you. We've got shelter for you. We we know people that will care for you if it's money. If you need to get away from this guy, we we'll, we're here. We've got we got it. Whatever you need, we we have it. And 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 in light of that, we want you to know of the love of Jesus Christ. We're beginning to engage her with the gospel. He sees that she hasn't gone into the door." And he turns back around with his truck, drives back up to where we are, um, and and kind of kind of shouts at her, telling her to kind of get inside. And as as she kind of looks at us and uh, kind of looks at him, and she kind of sheepishly walks in the door, we begin engaging the guy. I, you know, I, I think I and others, you know, begin to kind of kind of talk to him. Hey, tough guy, <laughs> you know, what what are you doing? Why don't you be a, a real man? And go in there and rescue and protect and to provide care for the young lady that you dropped off here. You know, and he yelled a bunch of expletives and, you know, gets back in the truck and on his way out, you know, almost runs us over. I mean, that that that, that was the one rare instance where I thought, you know what, there, there may be some victimization here. There may be. But in the six plus years that I've that I've been out there. Um, and again, this is not, don't want to sound like I'm there every day. That's not the case. Um, but as often as I can be there, I don't run into that that often. What I run into are belligerent women, you know, flipping us off and cursing at us and, uh, you know, telling us that they, you know, they know what they're doing and, you know, they're proud of what they're doing. I, I remember a grandmother dropping her granddaughter off to have an abortion and the reason I knew it was the grandmother's because we st- she stayed in the car with the grandbaby in the car while the granddaughter went to go have an abortion I remember calling out to the grandmother and, and I remember this irritating me to no end as she turned on music uh, and it was black gospel music and I thought uh, how, how oxymoronic how oxymoronic that you would turn on a, a black gospel choir and listen to the words that they would say and miss the fact that that you're dropping someone off to have an abortion, to murder 
their child. But the sad truth is, more oftentimes than not, we talk so little about this issue from a theological standpoint. And how much more often we talk about this issue from a political standpoint that we that we miss the mark. We miss informing uh, believers, um, you know, those. Let me say it this way. We miss and we missing an, we miss an opportunity to inform those who profess Christ. Right. And we miss an opportunity to equip those who are believers to know how to effectively have this conversation the conversation that we are image bearers of God and that what they're about to engage in is murder and that God sees that the child in the womb as, as, as viable, that, that, that life begins at conception, right? That, that that's what, that's what God determines life and that these people who are going in to murder their child will answer to a holy God one day for the act of murder that they've committed on, uh, uh, you know, of, of this child and that a part from the wrath-absorbing grace of God expressed through Christ Jesus on a cross, apart from repenting of that sin and placing their faith in that finished work, they will not inherit eternal life. They will not inherit eternal life. Not to mention the, the, the scars, the emotional scars that they will experience if they come out of the abortion clinic alive. If they come out of the abortion clinic alive, those are the kinds of things that we have got to be prepared and equipped and understand and, and be be ready to talk about, be ready to discuss. And so as the issues around Gosnell come up, as we're reminded of that through the media and through uh, through multi, you know, through 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 um, uh, what we see in social media and the like, it's an opportunity to have a discussion again. It really is. It's an opportunity to open up the conversation again. And to open up a Bible and to talk about these issues with others, uh, to have that conversation about the Imago Dei, to have the conversation about the depravity of humanity, our desire to, to, to be gods, to, to replace God with our own idea of that which is right and good when it's absolutely wrong. It's with that that I just want to encourage you. I want to thank you for, for listening. Thank you for checking in with us. Share, share this particular episode uh, with others and begin to open the dialogue and the conversation. Look forward to connecting with you next time when I'll be back with my brother, uh, Brother Darrell, and uh, we'll be back for another edition of the Just Thinking broadcast. Take care and God bless.